If I could turn back time this morning, I would be a child looking at all of my stash of Easter eggs lined up. That is what's going on in my house at the moment. They are all lined up on the counter. My children have at least five Easter eggs each already. And, you know, it's only Easter Thursday or whatever. And of course, the tongues are hanging out of them. They want to open the Easter eggs already. And I'm looking around going, where's mine? Where's my Easter egg? You know? And some might think, Sinead, come on, you're an adult. Cop yourself on. You don't need an Easter egg. But no, why is it that Easter is just for children to be, you know, gorging themselves on chocolate? I, you know, I'm devastated about this so much so that I did a little survey of uh, some of the staff here in LMFM this morning. And I asked them, are you ever too old, like for an Easter egg, you know, or is Easter a holiday for all? And uh, we had Chris from The Breakfast Show. He says, absolutely I better be getting an Easter egg. He says, I know I have one coming my way on Sunday. It's going to be a Yorkie raisin one. You know the raisin one? Yeah, there are weird people out there that likes those kind of types of Easter eggs. Chris is looking for that. He says his mum got in touch with all of them uh, this year and said, now look at I'm not getting any Easter eggs. You can all have a fiver in a card. <laughs> so his mum is still giving them Easter eggs, which I love. I love that. Uh, also, uh, Killian Murphy in the newsroom, he says um, his mum was going to send him money for an Easter egg as well. But he says uh, that, look, he didn't want to be taking money off his mother. So he said he hopes he does get one. His ideal one would be an Easter egg uh, fries chocolate cream. But the fries chocolate cream filling would need to be in the big egg. You know, I mean, who, like, I would be all for that, except for, you know, the cream egg ones. I would love the big cream egg Easter egg to be an actual cream egg. Always dev- was devastated that Cadbury's never did that. You know, talk about false advertising. You have the little small eggs, all right, or the cream egg, but the big one, no, 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 it's just normal. Uh, also, he's a fan of a Kinder Surprise as well. Uh, Alicia in our traffic, our ad traffic department, she has warned her family, do not buy me an Easter egg, she says. <laughs> but if she was to get one, it would be a Ferrero Rocher. Mm. Expensive tastes for our Alicia. Karen, our receptionist, also the same. She says, they better not buy me one. But if they did buy me one, (laughs) it would be Lint or Cadbury's for her. Eamon, our head of programming, he already has one. And he says it has to be Cadbury's for him. So he has one. These people, by the way, some are the same age as me. Some are older, much older than me. I've just asked Michael Reed. He says he's not a huge fan of chocolate, but if somebody gave him a liqueur type egg, he'd be all for that. Uh, Maggie, who works with Michael, she is on the lookout for a star bar Easter egg. Is there such a thing as a star bar Easter egg? Is it still available? Is it out there in the Northeast? Maggie wants to know. If you find one, let us know. 086-1800-658. But if she can't get that, she'll get a dairy milk. So I'm asking you, is Easter just for kids or can adults, like should adults, you know, be allowed to have an egg as well? Like, will you buy yourself an egg? Will someone buy you an egg? Have you got an egg already? Have you cracked into that egg already? Let me know. 0861800658. Also, if you are getting an Easter egg, what type is it going to be? Is it a Nestle one? Is it a Cadbury's? Are you more expensive tastes like the likes of our Alicia looking for a Ferrero Rocher one? What kind of Easter egg would you like? And, uh, you know, just let me know. Are you ever too old for an Easter egg? I don't think so. 086 1800 658. Oh, 
John Legend, all of me, I'm asking, are you ever like sort of too old to have an Easter egg? And you're getting in touch on 086 1800 658. I'm 35, always get an Easter egg from my mum. This year it's a crunchy, says Mark. Ah, the mothers, they're great, aren't they? They're great for cracking out the L Easter eggs. Sinead, does eating your children's Easter eggs count? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, look at I know. Well, when they open the Easter egg and then they, you know, wrap it up in the foil and they leave it just lying there looking, you know, at you in the fridge. I mean, I will say that I have snapped off a bit of that chocolate and relished it because it's stolen from your children as well. It'll taste nicer is what I'll say. So, yeah, that's completely included. Uh, you're never too old. My husband buys me uh, an Easter egg every year, always a big one. Uh, and I'm in my 60s. I ha- he hasn't appeared with it yet, though, says this message. Maybe he's waiting till. Easter Sunday yeah okay uh, none in my house for me just the kids so far hint hint says Christine and Doc she loves a, a, a Mars one or a bounty so you know whoever knows Christine and Doc you got to get on that uh, do keep those coming in 086 1800 658 speaking of Easter eggs we have hidden virtual Easter eggs around the northeast, and we have another chance for you to win some Easter goodies that's coming your way next the 11 to 1 show. It's competition time. All this week we want you to join in on our virtual Easter egg hunt with some cracking Easter goodies up for grabs. We've hidden some virtual eggs at well-known locations around the North East. So each day across the shows you have to listen out for the clue to discover where the eggs are hidden. All you have to do is crack that clue and head over to the location, take a selfie and send it in to us on 086 1800 658. And each day we have a hamper filled with Easter goodies up for grabs and we have loved all of your selfies coming in to us yesterday we were in Drogheda. Today's hiding place is in the medieval town of Kells County Meath. The egg is hidden right in the middle of town. You can get a good night's rest here or just enjoy some fine dining in this family-run hotel. So whereabouts in Kells is our egg hidden? If you think you know, head over there, snap a selfie. Don't just send me in the name of the place, okay? you got to go over there, take a selfie and send it in to me 86 658 Want to wish Richard Hughes a very happy birthday that's coming in from your goddaughter Erin. Hope you're having a fantastic day Richard and we're going to dedicate King uh, Keen King the King of Music Keen Duckrow just I'll be waiting oh, He's fresh from his uh, supporting slot with Ed Sheeran Keen Duckrow I'll be waiting Helena and the LMF and Roadrunner crew they're waiting on a bus this morning Yes, they're out on the road again. And this time they're at Drogheda Bus Station as Bus Erin are having their customer appreciation day. There's going to be lots happening across the day and lots of goodies to give away. Helena Mullins and the crew are there. They're getting the party going. How are we getting on, Helena? Yes, Sinead, it is the customer appreciation day here at Drogheda Bus Erin. And we are loving the weather today. It is an absolute scorcher. So make sure to come down and get yourself some ice cream. There's going to be lots more happening here for the Customer Appreciation Day. And of course, we have some prizes to give away. So we're not just going to give them away for nothing. We have to ask a couple of questions on air and we'll have a bit of crack with some of their loyal customers. And of course, I was one of the customers today, Sinead, because I said the LMFM Roadrunner is coming from a different direction to this morning. I didn't get a lift with the lads, 
But I decided to get the bus, Aaron bus, at the bottom of my street and it took me right to where we are broadcasting here this morning. How convenient is that? So I will say, have a look at their timetables, see where you're off to next, be it you're commuting to work, maybe looking to cut down on fuel costs. And of course, their advantage is their leap card is super handy and lots more we'll be finding out about today at Drogheda bus station. But it's back to you in studio for now, Sinead. And of course, tell our listeners to come by and say hi to be in with a chance to win some of the prizes that we'll be giving out today. Bye-bye. Thanks a million, Helena. She's getting the bus to bus air in, uh, in the bus depot there in Drogheda. They have an ice cream van that's going to be coming down. They also have a chance for you to win some Easter goodies so if you're in that neck of the woods pop over say hello to Helena and the gang and we'll be checking with them a little bit later on there's the chorus with the breathless I am feeling a bit nervous not so much breathless but a little bit nervous because there's a lot of Gardaí in the studio right now but it's for, not to arrest me or anything thank God it is all to talk about the On Garda Siakana recruitment programme it's running until April 14th we're going to chat to some of the Gardaí after these the 11 to 1 show for you have you ever wanted to pursue a career as a guard? Well, now is your chance because on guard the Shiakana have launched their recruitment process. They are now accepting applications up until April 14th. So if you think you have what it takes to serve your community, they want to hear from you. Joining me now to tell us more about the recruitment process and the criteria needed to be a great guard is Superintendent Paul Franey. He's from Balbriggan uh, Garda Station and one of their newest recruits is with them as well, Garda Aoife Trainer. Guys, you're both welcome into the studio. Thank you so much for joining it's me. Great to be here. Great to have you. So, Paul, we were just, you know, reminiscing there in the ad break. The last time I spoke to you, you were in the Canaries when we were chatting about this, but you're back in, yeah. uh, in, in front of me again. So, remind me, what was it that attracted you to the force, to a job in the force? So, I suppose I was a, a baby guard. I, was, I saw the police show on television as a young child and that was it. That's all I ever wanted to do. So, Growing up, I wanted to drive a Ford Mondeo or, or a Ford Sierra police car and go on the beat in, on Grafton Street. And I just thought it was the most exciting thing in the world. And I'm lucky because it's, you know, it's the only thing I've ever wanted to do. And it's what I do now. So, you know, it's, it's been kind of the, the childhood dream come through. I love that because I have a little boy who's seven who is just obsessed with the guards. He's just really wants to be a guard himself. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe this happens for him. But you mentioned cars. And, you know, when I think of, of guards, I sometimes think of the glamorous kind of side of things. And I think of, you know, high speed chases and all sorts of things. <laughs> Was this some of the things that you thought might happen in, in, in the career? Absolutely. Like I, there, there's very few young people that want to join the police that aren't attracted to lights and sirens and police cars and handcuffs and radios and all of those things, you know, and, you know, 22 years later, I still, if the car goes zooming by, I don't get to go into it very often anymore, but the car goes zooming by, lights and sirens, there's an excitement that comes with that. And that's one of the things about the job, you know, it's ever changing. You have no idea what's around the corner um, and it's, it's, it's pretty much never dull. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely believe that it's never dull, that's for sure. But, you know, it is, it is a challenging job, no doubt, um, but it has its rewards, as you mentioned. What is the most rewarding thing about your job, Paul? Well, for me, I, I think it's one of the few jobs you can do where you can absolutely have an impact on other people's lives in a really positive way. We're in, in, in circumstances where literally no one else can help them. You know, we're, we're the last port to call in so many circumstances. And I always try and say to the guards on the ground, 
you know, four o'clock in the morning, someone's breaking into your house. Who, who are the only people who are going to come and help? Who are the only people who can be there for you? And it's, it's a huge responsibility and a, there's a burden with that, but it's also a huge privilege. And we get to do that every day and we can really make an impact on communities in a positive way when we get dug in. So, yeah, you, you can just make other people's lives better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you're a superintendent now, no doubt a, a proud moment for yourself. Like, uh, you know, in terms of kind of, you know, your, your own career, you, you can progress, you can travel up the ranks. You know, that's the great thing about this as well. Yeah, you can move up, you can move sideways. Like there are tons of specialist areas, national units, um, and obviously just the promotion. And some people go sideways, some people go up. But, you know, there, there's always different ways you can go, different places, jobs you can do. Um, so there's great career opportunities and it is very much something that I'd see as a career. Like we, I suppose we live in an era where people are, they chop and change between yeah. jobs a lot. This is something I suppose to be a little bit more embedded in. Uh, but that variety exists within the organisation and you really have the opportunity to do really, really interesting things. Yeah, plus your mum is going to be delighted. You got, you got into the guards. It's like, you know, gold star from the mummy as well, Paul. It really is. I'm going to bring in one of your lovely recruits who's here beside you, Aoife Trainer. Aoife, you're so welcome. You joined there about, what, nine months ago now at this stage. How are things going for you? Yeah, it's going brilliant so far. Um, really enjoying it. Um, there's so much to see and do every day. Not one call is the same. Um, on a daily we could be going to any kind of type of call or incident um, and we're meeting so many different people regularly and, and what was it about the guards that attracted you in what inspired you to sign up um, it was when I was about 10 years of age um, two community police and guards came to my school my primary school and of course they brought the squad car and the flashy lights and I was the first out into it um, and just ever since then I remember I was just like right I want to be a guard So what was it like then for you to put on the uniform the uniform is stunning by the way it looks so good <laughs> what was it like then for the first time putting on the uniform must have felt amazing Oh yeah it was just like this actually did happen <laughs> <laughs> So you're obviously not from the Balbriggan area I love uh, that lovely northern accent is coming in how are they treating you there in Balbriggan how are you settling in Oh yeah it's going brilliant so far so good Um not one day is the same, as I've mentioned. Um, the ones that I work with on my unit are brilliant. Like we're all such a close team and everybody has your back no matter what you go to. Well, that's so important, isn't it? Yeah. Particularly in, in this kind of line of work. And like in terms of day to day, I mean, we all would think of the most sort of dramatic things like, you know, rest, you know, like arresting people, all that sort of stuff. But what kind of are your day to day sort of typical day to day duties for you? Well, I was actually out in the car this morning. <laughs> we had an accident on the motorway and then... The other call was a missing person that we found, which was good. And you'd have any kind of call that like you could imagine. The guards are always kind of the last ones to go to. Like your the first protocol, as superintendent said, um, you never know what kind of call you're going to get. Wow. Okay. So like that's just in the space of this morning that yeah, you're, you're doing that. Hour. Absolutely right. So and you strike me as someone that's incredibly ambitious. Uh, do you have kind of you know aspirations to move up the ranks yourself, or what would you love like for your for your career to be like in the guards? Of course, like everybody, I suppose in the job, they always want to see what's next or what kind of they can progress. Um, I love maybe. To end off like the superintendent one day. <laughs> no better woman, I'd say, Paul. Absolutely no better woman. Uh, so talk to me about the recruitment drive because this is ongoing right now, nationwide. You're looking for thousands, really, of applicants for this. Yeah, we're looking for as many applicants as possible. It's a big organisation. Um, we're looking to to grow and put through a, a lot of candidates over the next couple of years. There's, there's going to be a lot of retirements. There's going to be a lot of churn. 
we we live in a sort of a, a very vibrant job market and people are moving around in ways that they didn't do so we're in the past so as many people as possible and I suppose traditionally people sort of joined quite young and, yeah. and stayed forever that's shifting uh, now we're looking particularly say for slightly older people like at the moment you can join up to just before your 35th birthday on the, on the 14th of April so and that may be extended hopefully in the future so people maybe with a little more life experience who are yeah. maybe doing something else you know there's a lot of people at the moment in different industries and industries are changing some of them are very challenging that might be looking to do something where they can add a bit of value and yeah. you know we're I, I talking to two friends recently I've actually managed to convince two people I know who I think would be really good and they've both now applied to join the guards and it wasn't even in their heads you know but they both had skill sets one yeah. guy was working with homeless people so he was a really good community ethos and he was looking for something different and with better paying conditions and security and, and we can give that um, so yeah we're looking for and again there's a traditional picture of a guard sort of country GAA farmer's son type or farmer's daughter type and we, we absolutely still need all of those people. And we also need people maybe from, you know, the New Ireland who reflected the changing demographics of the people we yeah. are. And like we've changed a lot lately, thankfully. And but we've a long way to go in that regard. So we're looking for people who will represent a, a very diverse community in all of those uh, areas. And we've even changed, say, regulations, for example. You can now wear a guard uniform with a burqa or a turban. Yes, so great, great positive moves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so like there is. And, and I think, you know, we do a lot of stuff with sort of diverse communities in Balbriggan and talking to some of those communities, you know, there's, there's communities that don't feel that, well, this is a job for me. This is, this is for the sort of the standard white population. Mm. Maybe, maybe people from my community won't be welcome. And I'm saying to people, this is a job for everyone. We want all of the people of Ireland represented in our organisation. And that means, I suppose, some people are going to be in the early batch of the first of something new. Yes. And, and there's, there's people that have concerns around that. But I think, and I, I'm sure Gary Train will tell you, like, we treat each other very well. We look after each other very well. We, you know, teamwork in our organization is key to how we do our business. Um, and I'd recommend anyone who's considering it might think, oh, I don't know if that's for, for, for me or for people like me. Give it a shot. Have a look. Come and talk to us. And even this evening, we're having a, a community sort of policing event in, yep. in Balbriggan for recruits in, in Balbriggan Library at six o'clock this evening. So anyone who's unsure or has any questions about it, if they were down to Balbriggan Library at six o'clock this evening, we'll be there, we'll talk to them. And anyone else maybe who can't make that on Saturday, there's a recruitment event in the Garda Boat Club in Island Bridge at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Particularly targeted at sort of minority communities and people mm-hmm. maybe who are a little nervous. And there'll be people there from the LGBT community from other ethnic minority communities who are in the guards to talk about their experiences. So oh, if amazing. people have concerns, um, and maybe maybe there's parents out there looking at their sons and daughters, going, yeah. "You need to get yourself a good, yes. <laughs> a good, sensible job." Get yourself. This together. is an opportunity. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And in terms of you know the application process, a lot of things have changed. You know, yeah. do you still need the Gael guide? Do you still need to be a certain height? All of those things that used to be the way. No. Height's gone. Irish is gone. You need English or Irish. So you have to have one of the two. But English is English will do just fine. Um, Physically fit, you need to be Irish, EU citizen, or have refugee status in the country and have been here four years. So there's a very wide group of people there. Educational requirements are five leaving sort of past level or ordinary level and or a level five qualification on the, the national qualification framework. So technically the education, they're, they're not set too high, so yeah. people should be able to apply. It can be quite challenging, it's competitive and you know, the online assessments, etc. They do sort of, a lot of, I'd advise people sort of to do a lot of prep for them because 
that's where they'll sort that's of a lot of people get cut out from the boys absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. completely I completely and there's loads of resources as well on online that people can yeah. so say with regards to preparing for all of that absolutely and and Aoife for, for yourself you know you've, you're you're nine months now uh, stationed in Balbriggan you've gone through this whole process how would you encourage other people to, to, to sign up to this I would say don't be afraid of sign up to it that it initially seems worse than what it is um, the aptitudes are they're doable there's obviously help online um, and even if you went into your local guard station and got talking to somebody that's still in probation they'd be able to tell you the whole process and explain to you about how to apply and how to even answer some of the questions that come up in the aptitude test and then the interview process um, the five different competencies that you can learn off and speak back to the interviewers and then the medical test and the fitness test is after that Okay, so it's just about, you know, preparing like any interview, although there's a few different stages, absolutely, for, for the likes of this, because, you know, you do want to obviously get the, the best co- uh, candidates you possibly can. Um, so remind me again, Paul, you've got the, the evening tonight in Balbriggan. Yeah. So 6 to 8 p.m. this evening, Balbriggan Library mm-hmm. uh, and Saturday morning, 10 a.m. To, to, to 2 o'clock in the Garda Boat Club in Island Bridge. Yeah. Um, either of those events, anyone's got any concerns, any ideas, any questions, thinking about doing it. Come in, have a chat. You're not signing up to Anthony. Just a conversation. If you have any questions, we'll be there to help. We'd delight to talk to people. Fantastic. Well, I'm wishing you both, Aoife, uh, wishing you every success in your career going forward. And Paul, long may the career last at the top of your game there as, as superintendent at the moment. Thank you both so, so much for, for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks a million. If you want to find out more information as well, publicjobs.ie, that's where you're going to find them. Uh, and the application process is open until April 14th. The 11 to 1 show. Yes, the LMFM Roadrunner crew, they are out on the road again. This time they're at Drogheda Bus Station. Bus Erin are having their Customer Appreciation Day with lots of crack giveaways and fun. And Helena and the gang are standing by. How are things going there, Helena? Yes, the crack is 90 here for their Delight the Customer Day. Meet the manager, have a chat with all the team here, and wow, the place is buzzing. I'm going to have a chat now with Brian Nolan. You have had a busy month. Yes, it's been all going so far this year. We've uh, expanded routes and new buses coming into Drata, so it's, it's all happening here, which is good to see. It really is, and you took out the sun as well. I'm delighted. We're delighted with it. This time yesterday we was, it was booking down rain, so it's great to see a break in the clouds. And uh, there'll actually be an ice cream van turning up later on about one o'clock. So if anyone uh, fancies an ice cream, drop at a bus station would be the place to be. I love it. And of course, um, you do have some prizes to give away. I'm looking at the Lily O'Brien chocolates. And we, you can come over, take a selfie for the delighted customer. All across our social media, we'll be posting some photos of some of your customers. Absolutely. We'd love to see everyone down. There's a few bits of merch to be given away, some chocolates. And then we have an Easter egg hamper that we'll give away later on as well to one lucky winner. We're looking forward to that. Thank you so much for having a chat with us, Brian. And Gabby, you have been waiting. You have your bags packed. And where are you off to? I'm going off to Tenerife and then Switzerland. So I'll be wow. going to travel. Um getting the bus there into the airport so it's really convenient nice and quick drops you off right at the airport real handy it's nice to see the community out today exactly and of course are you all set for Easter? absolutely have those Easter eggs in my bag and all (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it so um, you're travelling how long are you travelling for? Um, until August Wow, that yeah. is a nice little stint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll probably be getting bus there and right back to Dorset Absolutely, as well. Yeah, yeah, because my parents live here, so nice and easy. Nice. Well, listen, enjoy your travels. And what made you go travelling? Are you just travelling on your own, solo travelling? Are you meeting friends over there? Um, I'm meeting a few friends in Tenerife and Switzerland. I'm going to summer camp to work there. 
amazing. And what kind of summer camp is over there? Be like for children and stuff. So I'm doing like counselling. So. Good woman. Well, listen, <laughs> the world is your oyster. And of course, sustainable travel, very convenient. I'll not get you away from your bus. That is you. Yeah, and enjoy Tenerife. That sounds like such a magical holiday. And of course, Bus Erin will get you there. It's back to you in studio for now, Sinead. And I'll be with you again shortly because we do have some hamper giveaways and lots more. I'll make sure we get Lily O'Brien's chocolate. Gabby, here's some more chocolate for the road. Woo! It's a way back to you for now and we'll be chatting again shortly, Sinead. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Helena. She's like Willy Wonka there giving away all the chocolate. Gabby, away off on her holliers to Tenerife and then on to Switzerland. Sounds like a great trip that she has planned. More from Bus Erin and the gang a little bit later on. Back to this now. Here's Paddy Casey. There's Paddy Casey. 11 News at 12 is approaching. But after that, just how much chocolate will us Irish eat over the Easter? It might surprise you, the figures. And uh, if you're stuck for stuff to do for, with the kids over the Easter holidays, why not bring them to the cinema? Niall is going to be reviewing all the latest movies that's coming your way after 12. The 11 to 1 show. A little bit later than usual, but we're going back in time to 1987. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 777 On this day in 1987, middleweight world boxing championship bout between Sugar Ray Leonard upsets marvellous Marvin Hagler at Caesars Palace in uh, Paradise, Nevada. It was one of the most important and memorable fights in boxing history. And today is table tennis day. Yeah, it's a sport has a unique value where people from different ages, gender, skills or physical condition can play together for pure enjoyment or competition. So, table tennis day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie Counting days, counting days since my love up and got lost on me Cruises on LMFM's 11 to 1. I was asking earlier on, you know, are you ever too old to be getting an Easter egg? I don't think so. You know, lots of people getting in touch on 086-1800-658. My brilliant sister Mary brought me, uh, bought me a Bailey's Easter egg, Sinead. A few chocolate sweets were in it, fully uh, of, <laughs> full of my Bailey's favourite drink. I've had them already. Lovely. Well, why not? You know, I just think you know, it's Easter week. You may as well. I have to say, I do like to save them until a little bit closer to Easter Sunday, but love that you've sent that in. Thank you so much. Also, um, somebody else saying, Hi Sinead, I still like to get an Easter egg. I don't remember getting too many when I was younger. I used to save up all my sweets slash bars during Lent in a cardboard box and then start demolishing them on Easter Sunday. <gasps> the memories. Happy Easter to all in LMFM. That's coming in from Joan in Drum Conrath. Yeah, stashing them. I mean, but then the temptation was like very strong. I'd imagine you'd be like the cardboard box would just be calling you going, eat me, eat me, eat me. <laughs> You're stronger than me, Joan, that's for sure. John says, um, I'm with you about the cream egg Easter egg. Yes, yes, I think a lot of people jumped on that one as well. The big egg should be filled with the centre that belongs in a cream egg. I know know I'm getting one or three because I'm buying them myself. It's the only way you'll be guaranteed of getting one. You're never too old for an Easter egg, says John. Thank you so much for that, John. Uh, I was told there's no egg, but I definitely want a box of Quality Street uh, sent to me. That's coming in from... Alfie as well. Yeah, look, it's very important. You know, you have to have you have to have an Easter egg or some kind of chocolate.
it. Mary in Kildare says, my husband and I still have our Easter eggs since last Easter. Last Easter. Never got around to eating them. We'll do this Sunday. Well, Mary, not to burst your bubble there now, but you might want to check the date on that. Would it still be all right? I don't know. But I can't understand people who forget about their Easter eggs and just, oh, we never got around to it. Clearly, you have restraint, Mary. Not like me, I'd have it demolished. <laughs> Hi, Sinead. Uh, still, oh, that's the same Joan egg there about still wanting the Easter eggs. Do you keep those coming in? 086-1800-658. Now, it is the season to be disgustingly overindulgent in chocolate. Some people have been denying themselves all sorts of deliciousness for weeks so that they can dive headfirst, like Joan, into all the super sugary goodness on Easter Sunday. Um. So apparently, despite our fondness for it, Irish people are not near the top of the heap when it comes to scoffing down chocolate. No, the average person around the world eats about 900 grams of chocolate. Uh, there'll likely be somewhere in the country who'll obviously put that away, you know, ugh, on Easter Sunday alone. But according to Chagusk in 2020, the average person here in Ireland ate 3.6 kilos of chocolate over the course of the year. So we're way above some countries, but also we're actually below the likes of... Um, we're on a par with France, but we're on uh, below uh, par when it comes to our Swiss neighbours because they like to eat a lot more. 11.6 kilos of chocolate. They have great chocolate, don't, don't they? Swiss, Swiss chocolate, yeah. Um, and also as well, our American cousins, even though their chocolate over there is rubbish. Hershey's chocolate, I'm sorry, it's disgusting. It's not a par on Cadbury's whatsoever. But they are guzzling over in America as well. So the Irish, not on the top of the heap. We were good contenders. We're paid on the par with Paris and France, uh, France, which I think is good. Shows we're civilised. Do you know what I mean? We enjoy the fine things in life, but we don't go like too, too, too crazy. Uh, but there you go. The Swiss and the Americans eating way more chocolate than us. I'll tell you. I could put a, put them <laughs> run for their money anyway. That's for sure. This Easter Sunday, I can't wait to get stuck in. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Matt Damon has been reminiscing winning an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting in 1998. He was speaking to Jimmy Fallon about it last night. The weird thing about that was that we, like the year before, we were watching it on TV. It was like, we had no, there was no adjustment period where we went, like we just suddenly were kind of there in the front row and Billy Crystal sang a song with our names in it. We were like, what is happening? <laughs> what is going on with our lives? Yeah, and uh, and we hadn't we hadn't talked about like a speech or anything like that because I think as kind of lifelong Red Sox fans, we you know you don't want to jinx anything. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Exactly. Because I think both of us, without even talking about it, we were like, because later we talked about it, and it was like, I had this feeling like if I ever said, hey, we should think about a speech. I would just flash forward to being like 50 years later in a bar with him going, can you believe we practiced the speech? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jack Black has confirmed that the cast of School of Rock will reunite for the movie's 20th anniversary. There's no word on whether it'll be televised or not, but Jack Black has admitted he'd be open to a second movie. Margot Robbie has revealed she initially thought that Warner weren't going to greenlight Barbie the movie. This is after she read the script. Thankfully they did, and the movie is out this summer. The first time I read the Barbie script, my reaction was, oh, this is so good, what a shame, it will never see the light of day, because they are never going to let us make this movie. <laughs> 
Um, but they did. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Another person that forgot to eat their Easter egg. Hi Sinead, my partner Mel got me an Easter egg a couple of years ago. I forgot all about it till Christmas and I ate it then. Tasted fine. This is Matty and RD. Well, look, at that was good that you discovered it by the Christmas at least. There is a story on LMFM.ie and people might recall this about a man in Kilcurry who has an unopened Easter egg that has lasted way longer than Matty and RD or Mary in Kildare. You might want to check it out. LMFM.ie now, I know he's normally here with us on a Friday, but tomorrow being Good Friday, you know, we have a different schedule here on LMFM. But we are still going to be talking movies with Niall O'Brien after these. LMFM's Real Reviews, sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas. Enjoy a ticket to every movie with My OmniPass. For more information, log on to omniplex.ie forward slash join and enjoy the greatest blockbusters all the time at Omniplex Deluxe Strahada, Dundalk and Balbriggan. Yes, it's not Friday, but we are talking movies with Niall O'Brien. He's on the line. How are you getting on, Niall? Oh, who, who is this? How did you get this? <laughs> are you set for Easter? And also, we've been talking about this all morning. Are you like, you're not too old for an Easter egg, aren't you not? Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm like the person who got gets Easter eggs and then forgets about them. Oh, and right. Months later goes, oh my God, it's goodness. Is this chocolate all right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's a waste to buy me an Easter egg. Right. You're not going to appreciate it. No, I'm not because of people to buy Easter eggs for. And I have not as yet bought. Them. Okay, listen, I don't alarm you, but the shops are selling out. You know what I mean with regards okay. to that. You got to get on that. But anyway, before you talk, <laughs> it race to the shops. We are talking movies, and we have our competition as always. That's right. Our regular segment. Who's that talking now? Identify the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker. We'll give you a pair of tickets to the Omniplex Cinema for the film of your choice. Yes, and there's some great movies out at the moment and they have some great locations around the Northeast. Omniplex Deluxe Venue Drogheda, Omniplex Dundalk or Omniplex in Balbrig and you can find it all the booking details and showtimes on omniplex.ie. That's right. It's always somebody connected to one of the films that we're going to be talking about today and it's very easy. Okay, very easy today. So who is this talking now? Give us uh, your answer, also your own details to 086-1800-658. Mario is this sort of pillar that supports the foundation of the childhood of my generation, of my kids' generation. I mean, he's played, you know, alongside dinosaurs. He's been an animator. Like, it's so easy. He's been That's a very Lego easy. Man. He's been a Lego man. He has, yeah. Oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. So we're getting down to it. And uh, after a long, long time, they've decided to remake Super Mario Brothers. Is it a remake? Well, it's not a remake. Really. Okay. It's just a, it's a, like a reboot, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? It's based because the Bob Hoskins movie from back in the day was very tangentially kind of connected to the franchise. So this is Super Mario Brothers, the movie, and uh, it's about a, a... So what happens is a Brooklyn water main breaks, and the two sibling plumbers, Mario, voiced by Chris Pratt, and Luigi, voiced by Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they race to solve the problem, but a mysterious pipe plummets them into another realm, and they're separated. Mario finds himself in the Mushroom Kingdom, and has to enlist the aid of uh, a commoner named Toad, and then has to ask the help of Princess Peach, voiced by Anya Taylor-Joy, and then he sets off to save his brother and to save her kingdom. And we have a little clip here of Mario arriving in the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay, here it is. (laughs) 
Here you go. Excuse me. Excuse me, everybody! Coming through! This guy's brother is going to die imminently! Out of the way, please! Just trying to clear a path. That's all I'm doing. He's gonna be fine. Chantrell! Nice to see you, bud. this already it's got the nostalgic music the whole diddle 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 and that spawned the massive franchise that's still going today, including all of the Mario games. I don't know, have you, are you a Mario player? Oh my God, yeah. My son okay. has the Switch, so we're doing right. like Mario Kart. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. And I'm not as good as I used to be at Mario Kart when I was sort of <laughs> younger. Know, He's like trouncing me, yeah. <laughs> well, now, I am not, okay? I don't think I've ever played a Super Mario Brothers game. But the good news is you don't have to know much about Super Mario, right? Just a little passing familiarity about these, there's two Brooklyn plumbers who are sent to this magical realm and they have things to do, okay? But the big fans are really going to geek out at this, okay? The candy-coloured animation will really be a delight for the eyes of youngsters, okay? If there is such a thing as eye diabetes, <laughs> I might have contracted it from this <laughs> The creatures, the colours, the noises, the references, a lot of them I didn't get... They're flying at you from everywhere. So I'll be honest with you, and maybe a lot of adults as well will agree with me. After you see this, you might want to lie down in a dark room. <laughs> but the kids are going to love it. It, you, it owes a huge debt to the Lego movie and its yeah. sequel, which also Chris Pratt was in. Um, it's not really in the league of that film, I don't think. It doesn't mm. have kind of the depth. That, but, you know, that's a high bar. It is. Um, but as somebody who has no connection to the franchise, and as I say, I don't think I ever played a, a Mario Brothers game, I really enjoyed it. Get the kids full of sugar from Easter eggs and take them to Super Mario and get them full of ice sugar. That's what Easter's all about. It really is what Easter's all about. The kids are going to love this one. It is. It really is firmly marketed as well for, for kids. Uh, now, moving on to something completely different, but maybe around the same era. Was it the 80s where, when Nike Air yeah, came out? It's yeah, all, all 80s all the time today on <laughs> This is Air from director Ben Affleck. Air is based on the events that resulted in Nike. Or is it Nike or Nike? I never. I, I say Nike. You see, I think I, Nike okay. is an American one okay. way of saying it. I don't let's know. Say Nike. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So in 1984, they had a massive coup. They were not the biggest shoe seller in the world or sports brand, but they signed future basketball legend. But he was then just a rookie, Michael Jordan, to a record contract for a huge amount of money. It revolutionised the world of sports and contemporary culture, and it brought us Air Jordan. So Ben Affleck, also, he directs, but he also plays Nike CEO Phil Knight. Jason Bateman 
uh, plays a character called Rob Strasser. He's a by-the-book workaholic Nike employee. And Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro, who's the guy who goes, this kid, Jordan, is the person we need to sign up. And he's a maverick. He's a straight shooter. Um, and he doesn't take no for an answer. And he's the one who knows that, as I say, Michael Jordan is the one that will change Nike's fortunes. So he sets out to sign him and he bypasses the agent and he goes for a sit-down with Jordan's mother, Dolores, played by the great Viola Davis in this film. This film is a little bit like James Cameron's Titanic. Okay. okay. Which Too is long. the subject of a recent episode of our hit podcast. It is. <laughs> we know from the start how it's going to end. Michael Jordan signs up with Nike and Air Jordans are made, okay? We know he's going to sign up, but what Ben Affleck recognises is that it he doesn't go for any kind of fake suspense, will he, won't he? Instead, what we get is kind of a little pulling back of the curtain and seeing all the steps that make this deal come together. Um, in the same way that Super Mario overdoses on eye candy, you could say that this film maybe overdoses a little bit on 1984. Which... Oh, listen, the year of my birth, love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a constant stream of early 80s hits, but they're all boppers. I mean, oh, it's got a soundtrack featuring Money for Nothing, Ain't No Body by Shaka Khan, oh, All class. I Need Is a Miracle, you know, Attempted by Squeeze, one of my personal favourites, Born in the USA, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Like, I was watching this going, oh yeah, I've got to buy this soundtrack. <laughs> if you're in the mood for more 80s nostalgia, but you're not in the mood for Super Mario, and even if you don't care about basketball or shoes or multi-million dollar brands getting their start and getting richer and richer and richer, Air is definitely worth a watch. Okay, worth a watch. And uh, keeping with the 80s team, just before we move into TV movies for the weekend, we have another 80s team on our hit podcast, The Real Take, because uh, we have one of our classic Spotlight episodes, which was your pick this week, Kenile. That's right. Coming out today is uh, we do a Spotlight episode on the the uh, neglected, I think, yeah. classic from 1986, Running Scared, starring Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. It's a fantastic buddy cop movie. I had so much fun watching it again. It's one of those films that I watched all the way through my childhood and even now as an as a child in an adult's body. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Uh, so that's out today on all podcast platforms. Uh, now getting to our TV movies for the weekend. And uh, I almost said tonight, but Friday night, it's Thursday, Sinead, it's Thursday. That's Friday right. night, TG Carr. Yes, that's right. At 9.30, the Western is The Stalking Moon from 1968. Gregory Peck is in this. He's an army scout. He's assigned to move a group of Apaches to a Native American reservation and finds that there's a, a woman, Sarah Carver, who was abducted 10 years ago, and he has to move her with her, her son to his new home in New Mexico, but somebody is chasing them. Um, and then another Western I have to put in here because I think it really shows there's only one year between these, these yes. uh, films, but how different the Western so different. had changed. Yeah. On Saturday at BBC Two at 2.40, Butch Cassidy and his son, Sundance Kid. Classic. 1969, the iconic pairing of Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Got a great screenplay by William Goldman, a great score by Burt Bacharach. It's one of the most defining moments in, in 70s cinema and new American cinema, isn't it? It really is. It really is. And then, uh, not really a, a Western in the more modern sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a futuristic Western. Yeah. On Sunday on BBC One at 11.40pm, Blade Runner 2049 from 2017. It's a film I was really impressed with when I went to see it in cinema. Sometimes these legacy sequels, I call mm. them, don't really work. This is directed by Denise Villeneuve, who, you know, was making Dune, and or made Dune, and is now making Dune 2. 
There's Ryan Gosling. He's a, a replicant blade runner who has to go and hunt replicants. You've got Harrison Ford as well in his grumpy best yeah. back after 30 years. I think it's a, it's a really good sequel. It really is. Now, we're going to leave it a little bit longer for our mystery voice because we have a couple of stragglers. But for oh, now, really? yeah, we have a couple of stragglers, but they're all getting it. They're all getting good. it. So don't worry, but we'll leave that open a little bit longer. Uh, Niall, enjoy the Easter. And uh, oh, thank you, you so much, as yeah. always. And we'll yeah. chat to you next week. Yeah, what day next week? What day? <laughs> let me know in advance, will you? <laughs> Friday. Friday is no okay. next week. Thank you so okay. much, Niall O'Brien. Uh, now, uh, just for people who might have missed it a little bit earlier on and you're just joining the party in terms of our competition, we do have pairs of tickets to the Omniplex Cinema up for grabs, okay, to see the movie of your choice, omniplex.ie, for all of the details. Normally, Niall's mystery voice is to do with uh, some of the movies that we were talking about. I'm going to say, I'm going to throw it out there. It's the Super Mario Brothers, right? This guy's from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Who is this talking now in the clip? 86 658 Mario is this sort of pillar that supports the foundation of the childhood of my generation of my kids' generation. Keep those coming in. We'll give you another little chance. 86 658 The 11 to 1 show. This is a lovely Easter memory coming in in 086-1800-658. It's coming in from Paula. Now, first of all, she sends me a gorgeous looking dog shaped uh, Easter egg from last year. So a kind of a chocolate dog. Uh, she says, have since Easter 2022, how could you eat it? Expiry date was the 27th of the 12th, 22. You're, you're never you're not eating it now anyway, but it's very cool looking. Um, then she says, when I was a kid at national school many moons ago, we used to save the tinfoil from our Easter egg in a school book there was some beautiful egg foil down and we'd be comparing it with each other to see who got the most nicest egg wrapping good days I love that idea because they're probably all quite generic now you know the kind of purpley ones and stuff but I'm sure there was really really gorgeous foil from back in the day what a nice what a nice memory to share Paula thank you so much for sending that in to us now getting back to the music here's the calling birthday to Brendan Farrell from RD. He's going to be celebrating his birthday tomorrow. Nice early request coming in from Oliver and Nadine. Hoping you have a great day. Also, just a little notice here. There was a car key and house key found near the old Violet Bar in Blackrock, County Loud yesterday on Wednesday evening. They were handed into Centra in Blackrock if anyone is missing them. So a car key and house key found near the old Violet Bar in Blackrock. They were handed into Centra if anyone's missing them. LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Clonmore and Intellectual Disability Service requires carers in the Meath area. Please apply with your CV to info at clonmore.ie. That's C-L-A-N-N-M-O-R.ie. Or you can call them on 086 603 2 the Ark Arena Navin requires a duty manager. They'll be responsible for the efficient day-to-day running of Navin's number one cinema. To apply, please email your CV to ian at arccinema.ie. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section, lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. There's a script with the break-even in LMFM's 11 to 1. We are going to be going back to Bus Erin, Adrada Bus Station. They are having their customer appreciation day. We're going to catch up with Helena and the LMFM Roadrunner crew next. Oh, LMFM. 
the 11 to 1 show with Gilmore. Yes, the LMFM Roadrunner crew are at Drada Bus Station. Bus Erin are having their customer appreciation day. There's going to be ice cream. There's going to be a chance to win some Easter goodies. Hel- Helena Mullins and the crew are there with all of the details. How are things going, Helena? Yes, Sinead, you've joined me back at Drada Bus Erin and we are having a great morning so far. The guys have been so busy. They've had to go and get more supplies, more Easter eggs to just shower their lovely, loyal customers in. And wow, it's been a, such a, a successful morning so far. So I'm going to have a chat now with Michelle Peacock, who is head of customer experience here. And wow, what an experience they're having this morning. Yeah, it's a great morning so far. And of course, we've got the good weather like we did the last time. We did this last year and it was really successful. So I thought we'd do it again this year and do an Easter theme. So if anybody comes, Stein, they're more than welcome to have an Easter egg on us and later on today we'll have an ice cream van so you can enjoy a lovely ice cream in the sunshine. And what's your favourite part about the anticipation for such a big day? What really stands out for you when you work so hard in order to get this day underway? No, my favourite part is actually turning up here and seeing that customers actually like to get a little chocolate just a little thank you from Bus Air and to say, you know, well done and we appreciate your loyalty and your custom. And it's just seeing that they are really grateful that we're here, that we offer a good service and they appreciate us too. They really do. It's very convenient for going travelling. We've had a lot of people getting some photographs across social media. We've an awful lot of people commuting. And of course, the free travel pass as well for, for anybody over 65. Is that correct? Yeah, there's so, very many handy. Cust- so many customers that use this station. It's actually a very busy station. And last year we had customers from America and Saudi Arabia who actually thought it was great for their first time travelling on bus air and they got an ice cream and a free box of chocolates. How exciting! Well, listen, thank you so much for having a chat with us, Michelle. We're going to get some snaps across social media. But, of course, I do have a prize giveaway. Who's this little munchkin over here? Come here to me. I have a lovely little girl. I think she's only three years of age. Hello, what's your name? Isabella. And are you very excited for today? Yeah. Did you get some chocolate already? Yeah. And who's this little man you have with you? A teddy bear. What's his name? Pet. He's Pet. That's a great name. Very easy name. You have chocolate for him. Listen, we're overdosing on chocolate here, but I have a big Easter egg to give away, but I'm going to ask you, what's the animal that comes and delivers the Easter eggs? Uh, The Easter Bunny. Yes, you are correct. That means you win a big chocolate Easter egg. But I heard you don't like chocolate, do you? I do. You do. Oh, we won't take that away from you. Easter Bunny chocolate. Did you? Oh, well, listen, this cute is a little fox. She is just gorgeous. We're going to get some photographs across social media. And yes, she did win herself a giant Easter egg, almost the same size of herself here. It's the Customer Appreciation Day. Delight the customer day. Meet the manager. Have a great time here at Bus Air in Drogheda. It's back to you in studio for now. And I'll be still here for a little while longer. And there is one more prize to give away. Bye-bye. Oh, Isabella, I'm so jealous of your massive Easter egg. Thank you so much to Helena and the gang. They'll be joining Jerry Kelly a little bit later on. Now for the moment, back to the music. There's Kim Wilde, you keep me hanging on. Congratulations to Alicia Fay. you're in Grange Bellew, you're going along to the Omniplex Cinema. That is my lot for today and for this week. Have a great Easter, eat loads of chocolate and I'll chat to you next week. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M.